What happened? I have no idea. Man. Okay, viewers, um, long story short, this is Cakes and Convos, where we talk about what we're feeling. And I just dumped my heart out on my car <laughs> troubles. And this thing just cut off. I'm not going to get back into that, but long story short, cars cost a lot of money. What? It's like every single piece on the car has its own, you know, price point. Everything. Yeah, it's... I had when I got my tires rotated. Um, she was like, oh, yeah, your light is out in the front. Um, the little strip of, um, I guess, LED lights. She yeah. Said, yeah, normally those are like um, $2,000. No, $3,000. Um, what? So she said, some, 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 but it's going to be for free. We're, still, we're just going to order it. And um, we're going to order it and we're going to replace them. Now, I told my boyfriend and he was like, and he used to look up everything. So he went, he was like, I don't know why she said it was like $3,000. Cause he was, they go for like maybe nine hundred a thousand. I was like, maybe they try to say parts and labor. Then I was like, well, how do they see this in the daytime? How are you gonna see a light is out in the daytime? You don't when it, when did when did it go out? And he was like, but that's how I said everything else is good. And then when I went to go and get these, she was like, it doesn't take long. I'm just gonna pop them on, pop them off. Why I get there? She didn't even put me in for an appointment. You called me. You told me this was wrong. <laughs> Holy. Like, oh, it should be more than an hour. An hour and a half later, I'm still sitting there. I'm the only person in the waiting room. Only person. Wow. But I'm supposed to be there for a quick pop on, pop off. I was there for an oil change. It took shorter. My oil change took exactly an hour. And it really and it really didn't take the hour because they was late getting my car. Wow. Right. Then, best part, best part, you mean the best part? Yes. Power goes out. What you mean? Power goes out. In the entire place. What? How goes out? Wow. Dippity dippity. You know what you should have uh, asked for? Suffering discount. Oh, I'm going to write a nice review. They're going to get a nice little yep review from me. Oh, boy. I asked for the little, the, um, the, I guess. Because she was like, we could go. She was like, uh, we can do the something to speed up. It sounds like, yeah, let's do that. So I asked, can I see the, um, so they, he said zero, but it doesn't have any points for anything. I was like, I saw one that said like nine hundred something dollars on it. I just want that for my record. She was like, it's nothing that'll really help you with anything. I said it's not for help. It's just for my records. She was like, oh, this is internal. You can't show me internal. how <laughs> you can't. Even though I know I paid zero, it says zero. You can't show me how much it costs. Mind you, and I made up made up a situation. I was like, well, I need to be somewhere at 415. Well, it technically wasn't made up. I had to go pick up some pictures. But she didn't know all that. But still, I and it and she was and I could hear her in the background talking to the other guy. She was like, Yeah, it's such and such, and he's been running slow all day. So you know he been at the, Okay. All right. Just imagine if I would have had to pay for this service. Livid. Yeah. Is your car still under warranty? Uh-huh. It's 18. Oh, okay. That's what's up. Shout out to all the cars on the warranty. Y'all the real MVPs. Speaking about warranty, um, <laughs> BMW 
is doing this thing because, you know, coronavirus just killed everything, including the car service. There's been advertisements like three years warranty on new and used vehicles up to like X amount of miles, like free tire changes, free everything. What? Yeah, for BMW. I mean, Ford is doing something like no payments for like 84 months or something ridiculous like that. Um, This is for like brand new cars. Well, Ford is brand new. BMW is like new and used. This sounds promising. And also, what's the catch? Right. Like 84 months of no payment? I don't even know what my life's going to be like in 84 months from now. And then you're expecting me to like... (laughs) We don't even know what next one going to look like. So, yeah, I just talked to one of my um, counselor friends um, and they were talking about how a new report just came out there saying that this coronavirus thing may last for the next two to three years because of our response to it. I can believe that. It could not be the next two to three years of our life. It can be. Why not? No, it can be. Oh, side note, shout out to all the educators and teachers. It's National Teacher Appreciation Week. Yeah, and also it's National Nurses Week. Shout out to Real MVP. And let me, you know what? I know we had a topic. I know we always have a topic. But I hey. want to ask your opinion on this topic. Because okay. it, it can be, it can be a, I don't know, I'm going to ask. So I saw a report that was saying, you know how they was talking about loan forgiveness for everybody? Yeah. I saw a new one that said that they were thinking of that Democrats or somebody was trying to push a bill that would, um, give student loan debt to relief to all frontline um, healthcare workers. So I think it might be a, instead of the push for everybody, now it seems to be a push for frontline workers. How, and I feel like this approach to it is kind of like um, if one of us gets it, then all of us gets it. But everybody was on board when they thought it was going to be all of us. But are people now going to be able to step back if they don't get it? and root for somebody else that can't get it. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Cause, wow. Right? Like, how would that make you feel? If you, you know you... Uh, we know plenty of people with student loan debt. Are we willing to put our feelings aside, wishing that we could be those people, and still be happy for those who would get the debt? It's not even like a for sure thing. I'm just saying hypothetically. It, it really brought this thought into my head. Can people be okay with it not being them, even though they also feel the weight of student loan debt. I feel like in general, people are sore losers. <laughs> so <laughs> because they are sore losers, I'm not sure. I mean, obviously they'll have the re- adult response and say, you know, you, you're killing it out there. It's, you, you deserve it. But in the back of their minds, they're like, yo, this is messed up. For sure. I, I was in class with this guy. My, I think um, in terms of the federal student loan, there is that whole plan. There's a few ways to tackle it. One is like, you know, you do your your government work where you could do work for the government or a nonprofit for 10 years. And then that's supposed to be eliminated. But the backstory to that is the documentation has to be like on point for 10 years straight. Like if you slip up, I don't think you would get that um, relief. Get that relief, and I think it's only like ten percent of people who actually do get the relief. Like, the- yeah, it's extremely hard. So 
I feel like part of that frontline work could be considered government work, just depending on where you work. So, um, yeah, that's hard. I'm not, uh, you mean, I don't know. I don't know because there's some people that would, they strictly are like, yeah, I'm trying to get my student loans paid off. So let me just do that. But even if they like switch careers and become frontline workers, they still have to have their paperwork on point because even before all this, like you said, 10% usually got it. So whether they push this bill or not, they're going to push it. Let's say it, you know, passes. You still have to do that work. It's not like, oh, okay, it's going to be an easy ticket because I'm doing the same work I'm doing. Like you can't be working three 12 hour, three or four 12 hour shifts back to back and then just still have the energy to be like, oh, let me make sure all my paperwork's straight. <laughs> I don't know. It's a, it's a trade-off. I don't, it, in general, for your grander, you know, the overall picture, I don't think people will be, like, outside looking in, they'll be okay with it. But internally, nah. I don't, mm, yeah. That's my whole point. Like, I know plenty of people, like, it's, it's like, unimaginable to know you're going to work to be, like, engulfed in this place of this dangerous sickness that everybody has been warned about and you have to put yourself out there to be like so i can't even imagine like the thought process of walking into work knowing every day you risk your life your family's life if you have children if you have a husband if you have elderly parents that you take care of so like it's there's hands down there should be something given or there should be some sort of relief. Some something should be taken off of healthcare workers' plates who are out there risking their lives. Something should be taken off the plate of everybody out here in the grocery stores, even in like family dollar 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 general. First of all, off rip is one of the most dangerous places ever. They they always get robbed. I don't know why. <laughs> why does it always Maybe because they have their cameras right at the door. Facts. All formats so, is I, just there. <laughs> all of, <laughs> Don't matter what store. It, it's right there. As soon as you walk in, cash rush. Okay. So it's 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 off rip. Everybody putting themselves putting themselves having to take off that blinder of danger. Like some of us get to sit at home and still be able to work and you know freak out every now and then about the coronavirus. Some other people have to turn that completely off. Because this is their income stream. Exactly. Um, you know, I don't know if we've talked about this before, but when New York was popping with this thing and it was really becoming bad over there, they were flying nurses out yeah. to New York. You know how much they were getting paid a week? Nurses that went there? Yes. Were they getting paid more than the people that was already there? I, that's another topic. I don't know. <laughs> but what I know is that they were getting paid... Ten to thirteen thousand dollars a week. Wow! To be like in the epicenter, like working. No. Mind you, this is like one we haven't found a cure. Two, this was like a bunch of travel nurses or people that just wanted to. You know, there's some people that retired and came back and was like, "Nah, this is what I I need to do. This I need to do something." Like this is when all hands were on deck. They're getting thirteen k a week. Wow. Even my dad was like, yo, let me go. My mom was like, no, you are too old for this. You are not. <laughs> like, because the thing is, as we know, there's no cure right now. So even if 
you quote unquote get this 13k a week is your life more than 13k a week because who's gonna ha- who's gonna get the money it's more than likely not going to be you if you get infected or it goes straight into the medical bills so it's like it's a weird thing like there of course the government is trying to you know relieve healthcare workers but then they incent incentivize them to be like hey come make this money i don't know if you'll live or not but money's to be made eventually with the asterisk because i don't know how they were paying this off because it's going through the same offices that were supposed to be giving everybody their checks correct i just want to understand where is the money coming from when we don't have it apparently or didn't have it like the government was like i ain't got it and i was like oh we got it but we weren't gonna give it that unless we had to i just there is, a lot of things just don't make sense right now and like it's above my pay grade honestly but the same portion is just like the people who pay grade is. Can you make it make sense, bro? Oh, please. Oh. They don't. We'll do a part two of this episode if someone wants to come on and uh, further explain. But what I do know is when the government's saying, hey, we don't got the money. Oh, we got the money. Like the power of the dollar is fluctuating heavy. And when the power of the dollar fluctuates too much, everything else starts going crazy. As we know right now. So I don't know. It's you know how like you ask a friend, how you doing? He's like, man, I'm making it day by day, man. Just trying to do it day by day. That's the government. <laughs> That's the government, right? That's now. what somebody literally just That's so funny you said that. Yeah, it's trying to do it day by day, man. Like, yeah, yeah, we see you struggling. Well, all we can do is ask how you doing. Whether you lie to us face to our face. That's another thing, but all we can do is ask. Uh, I don't know. That's my neighbor. That dog is annoying. That's all right. I'm pretty sure that dog don't like me. And I, Why do you say that? Every time. And it's like, what is with older ex-military dudes with these small teacup Yorkie dogs? And it's just like, you live alone. Why do you have this small dog? I don't know. Maybe because a big dog is more. I don't know. But it's just, I've seen a lot of older retired military guys with like small dogs that you would think that I would have. They don't want to get pushed around by their only companion. But they want a companion. But they want a companion, right? Yeah, I get it. That was, a, that was an interesting uh, topic you brought up. I really did. Like, it really just made me think, like, could people... It's almost like movements. Like, it, it started mm-hmm. off the movement was like, yeah, food on debt relief for everybody. That's what it started off as. And so... Would people be okay if some of us get through the door, but not all of us? I feel like it's like with, like how civil rights movement was. I'm pretty sure women had mm-hmm. to take a back seat because they were like fighting for the good of us all. Yeah, that is weird. I mean, now I think about it, the order of the civil rights is like okay, like we trying to get in, got try to be integrated, but whoa, 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 you women. You got to wait your turn. It's like, it's it's kind of hard, I guess, to put all the issues at once at that time. But that's that's crazy. Like, imagine being like, hey, yeah, I'm fighting for this, but I'm going to wait on my own turn. Right. When you feel like the, the, what's the word? You feel like the environment's shifting. Things are being said that weren't used to being said. You know, it's like, now is my time, but you hold off. That's crazy. Because now I feel like uh, 
when I say our generation, I'm saying like uh, the current youth. I don't think they'll be able to hold back anything nowadays. Oh, like this is this is my issue, and this is what I'm about to deal with now. We live in a very <laughs> sensitive time, and a very I want you to hear me now time. Like this, like I don't see this generation really having the same impact. If we were if we were the generation during the civil rights movement, nah. But I do feel like we are a product of it because our family, our parents, our ancestors had to go through certain things. They made it's kind of like with parents in general. I don't want my kids to have to go through what I went through, so they don't make it a necessary a, ba- a barrier. So when that kid is never exposed to something, you can't expect them to treat it the same way you would, and you've been exposed to it. Like rich, like rich people don't want their kids to be spoiled. Well, what it, what are you doing to make sure that happens? Because you've never been a you've never been in a situation where you had to raise kids that didn't come from poverty, or you know what I'm saying, or didn't or didn't you've known the struggle. Right. So now that you don't know the struggle, how do you teach them to still value things when things are readily available? Well, I think that's that's above us because that's parenting 101, and we not zero zero. But um, there is a balance. And going back to the the bigger picture, I feel like um, you're absolutely right. It's going to be harder for people to find the right time, especially like with the Internet and everything like that. There's probably a Reddit community for what you're talking about. (laughs) And you'll probably have this type of thing where it's like, oh, you know. I don't know, like save the frogs or something like that. And this is my issue and it it needs to be posted now. But because of all these issues, it kind of brings a numbness for sensitivity to those topics. Because if everyone's yelling about their topics, people just kind of shut out and it's like, yeah, I don't care about anything anymore. There's a lot of desensitized people out here right now because I'm going to share, let me share this brief little moment I had about the young the young man, Ahmad, who was who was hunted and killed in broad daylight doing nothing. It just was a reminder, even with a crisis going on, even with we're all supposed to be alone together or we're in this together, there will always be division. And there will always be reminders that um you're still not safe. We, you knew you weren't safe, but you. But I was not. I saw a lot of people like tore up and crying, and like really hurt by it. I, I'm gonna have a transparent moment and tell you the truth. Like it affected me, but I was not boohooing about it because this has become normal, and the fact that you can be desensitized by something of this caliber is almost scary. Yeah, that's. That's real. Um, you know, if you ever want to play a sad game, figure out how many people have been killed by the police off of something stupid like this. You'll start running out of you'll you'll start to forget a few names, and that's the problem. And that's the crazy part. That's the narrative. He wasn't even killed by police. He was killed by citizens. Well, the guy you heard about the guy I, used to be an ex police or whatever like but that. But this is the thing, though. That guy was not acting as a police officer, right? I'm right. a school counselor, so if whatever I say it still reflects on me as a counselor but that's not the role he was not he was not in uniform he did not make himself known as an officer 
that was a citizen being reckless. Yeah, and the crazy thing is, like, what's up with these citizens arrest? That's a real. <laughs> like, like I know it's real, but don't you have to arrest the person? Correct. Like with arresting, like you're restricting, you're restricting them. That does not mean you have to take them out. I just didn't. So, what he was what the citizen arrest could be made for. So. Suspicion, supposedly, he said that wow. uh, there was a lot of break-ins in the neighborhood, and the guy fit the characteristic or whatever. Like you can get arrested just for being suspected for something. I guess citizen arrested. What world do we live in? I don't know. I don't know. And the guy's 25. So that's it. that could have happened to literally anyone. And, and that's what I think about. It could have been any of y'all, anybody. What if he would have had a, a younger cousin on that run with him? You know what I'm saying? What yeah. if it could have, it could have been any, like, you ain't safe. Even when you know there's danger out there and anything else. And they tell you, you know, get out. Go for it. They tell people to go for runs. Apparently, he's made this run several times. So it seems to me that they were out of place. Because if this man has been doing this for a long time, and then all of a sudden you pop up, what is, what is this? I just feel like it's some stuff we ain't hearing. And it's always two sides to the story. But the the main story right now is a young man is, has lost his life, which seems senseless. My problem is how people or how the um, investigation kind of started. Because they started talking about, they investigated the guy that shot uh-huh. him and how he used to be a part of the force or whatever. And it kind of was just, that was it. Like, it was just stopped until more publicity came upon it. And then now higher-ups are like, okay, let's let's investigate this more. That don't even, like, it doesn't have to, it shouldn't get to the point where something is trending for people to be like, okay, let me move my feet. Correct. But we also know we live in that society. Because in about maybe, I want to say like maybe a month, this will be kind of, I'm going to say die down, but the next thing will be on the news. Oh, for sure. Hopefully it's not another black body. I'm, but Well, you know, the media there, they're missing out on some stories. So this kind of was a switch from the narrative of the COVID-19 to Oh, just in case something different, because people are getting desensitized to COVID nineteen, and this is a pandemic. <laughs> so something different, but still a remnant of the same. Same things going on. I just this it also it, I guess growing up or being an adult now in society when this stuff still happens, it kind of just like I guess was, this was Rodney King, maybe no, I don't know. Mm. Uh, I think it's it's too soon for it to be called a Rodney King. Well, it, um, Mike Brown was definitely Rodney King. Mike Brown was a Rodney King, yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. This thing is happening too often, so I can't even be like... Correct. And that's another... <laughs> this, this, like, the desensitized was coming from, like, it's just... This is normal because it was like, oh, it's only happened to black boys. Then Sandra Bland happened. It was just like, oh, so it can happen to women too. And then um, what's her name? Corey, the one that was, they shot her house up with her son. They yeah. shot her son too. Yeah. I think this is a whole other conversation too about race. And because like, um, I've always said that some people have, have the ability to move through this world with certain blinders on. 
or a certain in um thought process you have yeah. had to be consciously aware that they are seen as the enemy um yeah, I'll say growing up with different cultures around it's hard to i'm gonna say it's a little hard harder to voice that point of view because you are basically that spokesperson for that point of view and some people are willing to learn and some people are um just going to disregard what you're saying because what they're learning and what they're being fed is making them think that the suspect there was something wrong with the suspect all the time. Well, he shouldn't have been out at this time or he shouldn't have looked suspicious or, you know, but, there's something to always count against the person. But, and I hate that because the person's not here to tell they said anything. It's, it's not fair to paint a picture of a person, it's even not. if they are a trash person. Sorry. But like, even if somebody is not necessarily a good person, it's, you you don't write the narrative or put stuff out there to write a narrative. I just really think like a lot of stuff gets sensationalized and we get fed bits by bits. And it's sad, but it's true. Yes, that it is true. It's sad. Um We got way off on this one. But we did. I mean I really feel like something happens just week to day to day nowadays, like week to week, so some of this stuff be like, God. And then for it to be in Brunswick, like, I don't even know anything that really happens in Brunswick. Nothing. It's near Savannah. Except, except, except the beach. Oh, did I ever tell you about how... <laughs> okay, random story, ladies and gentlemen. On a lighter note, I'm a little crazy. A lot. So there was a time during my college days, it was like spring break, I was having some problems, and I just wanted to just disconnect. Mm-hmm. So, so I went to Brunswick. Actually, I drove from our school to Brunswick. What in the world? And I just drove, and I didn't have any money, really, and I just fell asleep in my car in this park that's next to the beach. And then I woke up. It was like one of those I'm trying to find myself moments. My, and I just I, want to get some context. Our school is nowhere near Brunswick, Georgia. It's not Georgia Southern. It's not Georgia State. It's Georgia Southwestern, which is at least four hours from Savannah. Just want to give you guys some context on how far he drove with no money. I mean, I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I drove there, right? I like turned my phone off. Like I wasn't talking to nobody. It was one of those. I'm trying to find myself episodes in my life. And um, there's this homeless couple. You know, it was one of those things where I'm trying to prove to myself, like, I can make a difference. Like, I ha- I, like because at this time, I didn't feel good about myself. So I was like, I have to do something to feel good about myself. Mm-hmm. So there's this homeless um, couple outside. And I was getting hungry, so I was like, you know, I'm going to get some food. And if they're still there, I'll give them some food. So I went to Walmart, got some Subway, came back out there under the tree or whatever. And I already I eat semi-quick, depending on how hungry I am. So I had half my sandwich and, and some change. So I gave them my sandwich and some money. 
and they accepted it, whatever. And I just started talking to them and they're like, yeah, we're, you know, we're, we've been displaced. Um, we're trying to go to Savannah because there's this, uh, homeless shelter there. And, um, it's like, because they're, they were supposedly married. So it's a homeless shelter that has their records and also like they can be together. Oh yeah. Cause most places they won't let if they don't have proof. Right. So I was just like, you know what? Why not? You want to ride to Savannah? They're like, are you serious? I'm like, yeah. So I took these two homeless people and they're like, yeah, let's go. And the woman was like, yeah, so uh, we need to make a stop first. Oh, no. I was like, okay. Mind you, my mindset is I'm determined to help these people to the fullest. Okay, now I can put some context to it. Get it? All right. Because this is more like I need to figure out, you know, it's more, it's more more about me and them, if that makes sense. Like, the goal was to figure out stuff about me, but I'm using them as they're using me. Weird enough, but whatever. <laughs> no. So we went somewhere, and it was like some little, I don't know, some little place. She needed to get some papers. So we went there, and then we went to another spot near the hospital to get like some records so she can get some identification so then we drive uh to savannah and um we're talking they're saying how nice i am whatever whatever i'm like no problem we get to savannah and this is going towards the end of the day so stuff is like starting to close Mm -hmm. so long story short they weren't able to get get the records that they needed in savannah so they can both because he didn't have an id so they're both like she was good but he wasn't and it was just this whole little thing this red tape around this whole situation oh it's a lot and you are and i was i was getting pissed because it's like you are set out to do some good and even if you're trying to do good and have this quote-unquote justice there's always a pushback that's out of your control and uh, weird enough, it happened to be St. Patrick's Day weekend oh, in okay. Savannah. So then I, I like went before the St. Patrick's Day thing. I like went all these places. I even tried to um, get like a a storage unit for them to like sleep in together. But then it ended up being like you know I'm not gonna say red tape around that, but more logical. You can't just you have to do it for a month to month. All this type of stuff yeah so they just were like you can you can let me out by the bus station we appreciate you she had kids and they're like i hope my kids end up being like you nice to people whatever like that and um i actually still have her contact in my wallet and she found me on facebook weird enough but um how they do after well you can tell me how they doing afterwards right so um i was kind of down but then I randomly met up with some of my squad <laughs> that was there for St. Patrick's Day in Savannah. And, um, you know, I was like, I didn't bring clothes. I didn't bring nothing. I wasn't planning on none of this. So I just had, like, the clothes on my back, basically. And we were going out. I'm trying to get my mind off of it. And it was, like, while we're, like, near River Street and stuff like that, I saw the couple I was trying to help. And they're on the side of the street smoking. And my heart was like, oh, my goodness, this is not what I wanted. Like, what do you mean? 
you trying to like I was trying to get them in a better situation. Like my whole goal was to bring them to a better situation, and it ended up being like they were there, pretty much in the same situation. Because when I met them in Brunswick, they were outside homeless, and then the end of the night, they're in Savannah outside homeless. Well, manga. Let so, me let me help you with your conscience real quick. Wait. I was I was trying to tie this into the you whole. Is, you topic. are going way around. <laughs> Wrap it up. Okay. So long story short, um, you can pick a topic, and when I say pick a topic, pick a topic to be concerned with, have passionate for, be passionate about, and um, you still might not get your results that you want because there's some external things that are always going to push back against you. Now I'm done. You can't just drop the story off like that. Anyway. Well, I mean, it's good. But also, let me just, from a previous history of working with homeless population, the people have been homeless for years. There's no way you were going to take them from, unless you were just a bajillionaire and daddy warbucks, there's no way you're going to take them from homeless to well-established living pattern in in an afternoon. There's there's no way you were going to do that. And even if you, and even, even with you, set it out to help them you help them get to where they wanted to go the plan is still their plan now god made you a part of their plan because he helped you get them there but the same portion the plan was the plan did you know what her real plan was when she got there oh based off of their word they are trying to get these papers so they can get id so they can go to the specific shelter where they can be together so that was the plan all you could do was your part. And your part was just to get them there. And it, probably at that time you wanted to be like, you know, the savior type. You savior complex at John. But at it, you just played your part. You did the best you could. Sometimes the best we could is not good enough for us. And that's where we become upset with ourselves or stagnant on certain things. But the best you can do is literally the best you can do. You can have malicious, malicious intent to them. So, I mean, and you got them to where they wanted to go. Kind of. No, you got them. They wanted to get to Savannah, so get this place. But if you've been homeless for years, you know that certain places close at certain times. Like, here, it's one place, like, they, they, they let them out at, like, 5 o'clock in the morning, and they have to go all over. T- they can't come back until it's time for them to be let back in at nighttime. This community here knows you need to be, if you're not in line by 3 o'clock, you're probably not going to have no spot because they open up at 5. All right. <laughs> point is you know do the best you can do the best you can be upset with whatever you want to be upset with people die every day and uh yeah That's real. i hope you got some so what did you learn from that whole experience from you knowing why you were there to that experience what did you get from that whole time did you get your enlightenment around your situation like on finding did you get like what did you get from it I think honestly I got uh, just a piece of the puzzle it was one of those things where you're looking for things and you have to be outside of your comfort zone to find Mm -hmm. certain things so I put myself out of my comfort zone in search of what I wanted and I didn't get what I wanted but I got a piece of something I wouldn't have gotten before if that makes any sense so yeah uh, ladies and gentlemen, make sure you get outside your comfort zone sometime so you can have a deeper sense of self. I think that's important. 
Not everything's in your box. You said a really good mouthful right there. So. In order to get a really good sense of yourself, you need to go past out of your comfort zone. That's where you learn about yourself. I mean, pretty much. That's one way to do it. It's one of those things. It's one of those things where it's like, how are you? How do you know you're scared of heights unless you get on something high? Well, I don't be trying sushi to know. I think that works in some aspects, but other aspects, I think there's some things out here I cannot try to know that that ain't for me. I'm just going to leave it at that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that that sounds Oh, fun fact. I'm about to um, get up and make these pecan, butter pecan brownies. So I saw this thing where people were making... um, Strawberry brownies out of cake mix. So pecan, um, butter pecan cake mix. I was yeah. like, I'm pretty sure I can do it's the same thing. It's cake mix. Yeah, That's That should be the way we conclude. I'll leave this you with episode. something sweet. Oh, you know that. Leaving with something sweet. Guys, y'all, you guys stay safe out there. Obviously, it's kind of crazy outside. So, wash your hands. Oh. Stay strapped. And, um, Keep care for the ones that you love. Amen. Holla. Until next time.